The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. And the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the, to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then they went home amazed at what had happened. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Alleluia, Christ is risen. One more time. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Oh, I can't tell you how good it feels to hear you say that. Happy Easter, everyone. And I say that because my very first Easter sermon as a pastor was two years ago, and I was standing right here in this pulpit, but the sanctuary was empty. So I said, hallelujah, Christ was risen, and all I got was a mumbling from Pastor Chris. So it's so good to have you here for this celebration this morning. Happy Easter. Today, happy Easter. Today we gather to celebrate the death of death itself. The stone is rolled away. The tomb is empty. Today we recall and hear these events of 2,000 years ago, but make no mistake, we are not here to celebrate the past. The Easter proclamation is concerning both the present and the future, as we heard from both Isaiah and 1 Corinthians. Two years ago, standing here preaching in this empty sanctuary, I proclaimed in the face of masks and closed schools and canceled services and escalating disagreements and all the confusion and fear that were those early days of the pandemic, you cannot cancel Easter. Because Easter is not crowds or trumpets or lilies or eggs or hymns or nice Easter dresses, as wonderful as all those things are. Easter is the proclamation that all life-canceling forces, 
All joy quelling forces all death dealing forces all sickness, suffering, pain, prejudice, death, and dying have been defeated by the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whatever battle it may feel like death is winning, Easter is the declaration that the war is already won. And in Christ, we are the victors. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Alleluia. I went back and I reread those words from two years ago and rereading them alongside the gospel text from Luke that we just heard. I couldn't help but wondered if two years ago any, anyone believed them. Or did it just seem naive, empty consolation, an idle tale in the midst of such grief, anxiety, uncertainty, and death? Did I believe them myself? Did you notice the disciples' response to Mary's exciting news that Jesus had risen? These words seemed to them an idle tale, and they didn't believe. Confronted with the empty tomb and the resurrection story, the disciples cannot believe it. The news is too fantastic, too unscientific, too unprecedented, too good to be true. And these are the disciples who knew Jesus as friend and teacher who traveled with him, who followed with him, who heard him say that he must die and rise again. These disciples do not, cannot believe. Now, I tend to get caught up in the energy and excitement of Easter. Maybe you can feel that a little bit. <laughs> But if you were here at about 7.15 this morning, you would have walked into an empty church with just me wandering around the hallways singing, Thine is the glory. That's what Pastor Chris walked into as the next person that came in. It's easy to get carried away, and certainly I do. But let's acknowledge for a minute here this Easter Sunday that apart from all of this excitement especially, Resurrection requires a lot of faith. Not infrequently, more than we have. After all, just as the disciples a few days before had watched Jesus die, we've also seen the bodies. We've seen videos and testimonies from Ukraine. We've seen over the last two years, millions of people die from the coronavirus. And of course, many of us know that is a more personal and more painful loss of loved ones. 
And death lives in the stomachs of the food insecure, the loneliness of the grieving, the minds of those who struggle with their mental health, and the countless ways that certain lives are devalued through prejudice and injustice. The shadow of death hangs heavy over this world. So I think we can be forgiven for at times thinking resurrection an idle tale. And hopefully we can also be forgiving of those who don't celebrate an empty tomb because they know intimately too many stones that haven't been rolled away. But here we are. However you came to be here this morning, here we are with all of the faith and joy, the doubt and despair that we carry with us. Here we are this morning to tell a story of hope and of life, but not a story that denies the pain and suffering of our world that is all too apparent. There is no Easter without Good Friday. There's no resurrection without the crucifixion. There is no joy and ecstasy without loss. The Christian story must include Jesus hanging on the cross and the abundance of crosses on which people still hang. On the cross, we see God's commitment to being with us in suffering and death. Victory over death as we celebrate this morning, victory is not a denial of death, but the proclamation that God is present in it, and it will not overcome us. Resurrection is meaningless apart from the very real experience of death that we know all too well. It is an idle tale, so far as it's just an excuse to avoid or ignore the pain and suffering of the world. If our faith is merely a way to escape from the struggles of life and feel better for an hour out of the week, then Karl Marx was right when he criticized religion as the opium of the people. If resurrection is simply a comforting fiction, then as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, we are much to be pitied. If this is all that Christianity has to offer, then people are right to reject it. But that is not the Easter story. And that is not what it means to be Easter people. Easter people cannot and do not avoid pain, but join Peter in running to the tombs. Wherever death weighs heavy upon us, upon our neighbors, and upon the world, wherever life leaves people broken, there is a stone to be rolled away. 
There is Christ's presence to be offered and embodied by us. There is hope to be proclaimed in word and in action. This is resurrection work. And when we, when we live lives of rolling stones away, bringing hope to the hopeless, comforting the grieving, feeding the hungry, advocating for justice, welcoming the outcast, sheltering the homeless, if we refuse in the name of Christ Jesus to be idle in the face of the death that is all around us, then resurrection is no idle tale but the new reality that God is bringing to fulfillment through us, through us. Resurrection does not turn away from death, but steps towards it. Steps into the places where death weighs heavy upon us and upon the world and says, even here, even here, Christ is present. Even here where you feel lost and alone, Christ is present. Even here where you're crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those are the same words that Jesus cried on the cross. You are not alone. Christ is present even here. Whatever you are carrying with you this morning, Christ is with you even here, no matter how far away, no matter how lost, no matter how separated you may feel from God. Christ is with you. That is the good news of the cross and the promise of the resurrection. Christ is here with us in the midst of our struggle with the promise that eventually we will overcome it. And that stone, too, will be rolled away. Christ is risen is not an idle tale. It is a rallying cry. It is the protest chant of our faith as we step into the struggle against death and pain and suffering. It is the promise and our proclamation that we do not endure this struggle alone. We do not fight this fight alone. In fact, the fight is already won. And the victor is on our side. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia and amen.